Welcome to the Westside Church in Rockford, Illinois. A legacy of praise, a beacon of hope, a vision of tomorrow. We hope that you enjoy this message. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. I bless you in the name of the Lord. What a wonderful day the Lord has made. Let's go to God in prayer and ask him to bless this message as well as this day. Lord God, you are good, gracious, holy, awesome, mighty, spectacular, amazing. What an amazing God you are. I appreciate you so much. I thank you ah, for all you've done. I thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders. I thank you for how you have done the unimaginable and the amazing. And in the midst of all that's going on, we praise you and we thank you and we give you the glory. And now, God, I ask you as we go into the word of God for this week that you would bless it, anoint it, send it forth across the airways, byways, however you wish to send it, that the people of God and the people that don't know you might be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. We are going to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. And let me encourage you while you're getting that uh, from your Bible at this time, that uh, you can see this message. And we had a tremendous message last Sunday for um, the 21st anniversary of my wife and I serving in, in the leadership capacity of this church. Uh, you can go to our website, westsidecogic.com, and see that again. And also you can go from there and sign up for our YouTube channel. Again, that's westsidecogic.com, all one word, and you can see that again. All right, by now you have Hebrews chapter 6, verse 16. I want you to know today that I'm encouraged to go on with the Lord. We are in the midst of a pandemic and we're doing things differently. And I think we're doing things effectively also. And that's what's so important. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 16 I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible, and I'm going to take my time. This is, uh, these are some tough verses to kind of sled through these five verses, and I want you to stay with me, and I want you to see the tremendous promise of God out of these verses. It says, and I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible again, Indeed, men swear an oath by one greater than themselves, and with them... In all disputes, the earth, the oath serves as confirmation of what has been said and is the end of the dispute. In the same way, God, in his desire to show to the heirs of the promise, that's us, the unchangeable nature of his purpose, intervened and guaranteed it with an oath. So that by two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, in which it is impossible for God to lie. Let me repeat that phrase again. In which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to him for refuge would have strong encouragement and indwelling strength to hold tightly to the hope set before us. This hope, this confident assurance, we have as an anchor of the soul. It cannot slip and it cannot break down 
under whatever pressure bears upon it, a safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil of the, the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells. And verse 20 is where we're in at the end of this chapter, where Jesus has entered in advance as a forerunner for us, having become a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Uh, don't worry about Melchizedek unless you read the next chapter. But I want to use for a thought today, trust him, believe him, rest in him. Again, trust him, believe him, rest in him. If there ever was a time where the people of God need to trust God, that time is now. It seems like America is being bombarded with all kind of things. We have COVID-19, the virus, the pandemic. Some call it the coronavirus. Whatever you call it, it's the virus. It is not a joke. It is serious business. Oh, what's the number? 212, 213. I don't know what the number. Thousand Americans have died from the virus. And so many have been affected in a negative way that they will probably not have the same quality of life they've ever had, but they've survived and it continues to grow and thrive in America. And hurricanes are hitting the same area. They used to tell us back when I was a kid and it was in cartoons that lightning doesn't strike twice in the same spot. But we just saw this week a hurricane hit the exact same community and same state, same region where it just hit on a different hurricane six weeks ago. The wildfires in the West Coast are still burning. Uh, you may have thought they'd been put out, but the news media got tired of reporting on it. But I saw somebody who was faithful and conscientious to their profession just yesterday. I read the account that the one huge wildfire in Oregon is still burning. Then we have the increase in police brutality. In May, we saw the brutal death of a man in Minnesota. We thought that this would change things, but all it did, it seemed, was to amplify things. And police brutality is increasing. Our churches are closed. And I know some folks are really upset about that, but we have to be safe. We have to be safe. We've lost, and just like I know you have other pastors also, you've lost members and some of them you've lost track of. You call, they don't, they don't answer. You leave a message, they don't call back. Members are discouraged. It's part of the reason why they're doing that. And we can't support like we used to. We can't fellowship like we used to, but we will. We will again. And the American church in all of this is divided against itself. But that does not mean God is not still in charge. Mm. Therefore, it's time for us to drop our differences and make up our minds to trust him, believe him, and rest in him like never before. Because I guarantee you he will come through. But preacher, you've got pretty strong words that it said. Uh, everything I've seen in the book, everything I've read in the Bible says God. Every time there's a crisis, God will hear the cry of his people 
and God will come through. Over the next few weeks, I want to talk to you on this four-letter word called hope. Uh, the positive kind of four-letter word, the kind of word that sometimes folks get angry at. How can I have hope in the midst of this? Uh, but let's first understand the word. Hope is the feeling that what is wanted can be obtained. Let's go back and think of our childhood when we stood in line at the mall waiting to see that Santa Claus and we had our list with us and we had on this list the, the, the ones we really, really wanted were top on the list. And then if we can't get the ones we really, really want, they're a little bit down further on the list. And then if you can't get that, oh, put this down the bottom. Just don't bring me socks or underwear. But we had hope that what we wanted can be obtained. Many hope to be back in the church. You know what? We will. It will happen. It will be done differently, but we'll be back. I'm telling you this because I believe God. I'm trusting in him. Many want to hear the songs of Zion like we used to sing in the past. We had this tremendous service last weekend. And as we closed on Zoom, uh, the, the, the moderator of the service was playing one of the old songs of Zion that we would sing right here in this church. And we tried to, to dismiss everybody, but they would not leave because we want to hear those songs again. And we will. Many want to fellowship with the saints again. Don't worry about it. We will. Be patient. Let's wait on God. Many want the storms and the fires to stop. I've told you before, I'm going to tell you again, all God has to do is, and it's over with. And many are nervous about the vaccine. I know I'm one of those. I'm nervous about it because here's what happens. When the vaccines come out, can we afford it? When it comes out, will it get down to our small community? Will there be enough for everybody? There's millions of people that have been affected and infected so far. Will we be ones to get, will it have a negative effect on us? All the questions come up. You know, you'll say, well, I'm going to be in line. Listen, did you take the flu shot? Or you want to see if I take the flu shot, I'll get the flu. And we'll have the same mindset when this vaccine comes out. But here's what God did in the very last chapter of 2 Samuel. There was a plague that God sent, and he said three words. It is enough, and the plague stopped. So I know what? I'm trusting God. Then there's the hope is this feeling that events will turn out for the best. The election does not rule our lives, but I'm challenging you to vote anyway, because it's your civic duty as an American citizen. It is your right, it is your privilege. Exercise your right. This virus is not in charge, but when I came into the building, I wore a mask just in case I might run into somebody before I got in the building. And, and will this, this year shape how I do things in the future? Well, I can tell you right now at the West Side Church of God in Christ, we will have service in this sanctuary again. And we will do things we have not done before. And we will have a different type of service, but it won't change. Things will still be good. 
This year will not determine what my future is going to be and where I'm going to end up. I want you, friend of mine, to trust God. And then hope is to look forward with desire and reasonable confidence. That, that's, that's the dictionary definition. I don't like that reasonable confidence, so I'm going to give you my uh, definition that I've used for years. Hope is confident expectation. Confident expectation. That's like the little boy going to Santa Claus in the mall. He has two things on his list. His expectation is not that he'll get one or the other, but he's getting both of those things. He's getting both of those. He's coming down Christmas morning looking for both of those things. He's operating in confident expectation. What God promised will come to pass. It absolutely will. And I'm confident and I'm looking for it. The songwriter wrote this song many, many, many years ago. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but I wholly lean on Jesus' name. Trust him, believe him, rest in him. Now, I've given you some, some, some meat out of these verses, things that we really need to chew on, things that we really need to understand. And I need to go back and let's walk through them to make sure we have the essence of these verses because they are so powerful. Hebrews 6 and 16, indeed, men swear an oath. Well, what's an oath? An oath is a solemn, formal calling to witness to the truth of what one says. For some of you that have been uh, in court, I don't think I've been in court for a long time. Uh, 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 I was in court many, many years ago in a dispute on my apartment complex. That had to be like 1981 or 82, a long time. And, and there was an oath given. And the oath then said, everything I'm saying is the truth. If I have broken the oath by telling uh, a lie in court, I can go to jail. But the oath tells everybody this is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So God, uh, in this, the earth, the oath serves as confirmation of what has been said and it ends the dispute. It ends a dispute, okay? But in verse 17, in the same way, God, in his desire to show the heirs of the promise, the church, the people of God, Christians, saints, the unchangeable nature of his purpose, intervened and guaranteed it with an oath. So let me talk about a guarantee real quick. So my wife and I went out yesterday and we bought uh, a, a sofa. We needed to buy that sofa probably five, six years ago, but we didn't. But we, we finally are replacing a sofa that needs to go outside on the curb and not to somebody else's house. It really needs to get out of our house and, and, and its days are over. But when we signed, they said, do you want this five-year plan that guarantees that if anything happens to your furniture in that five years, we will fix it or replace it for, here's the magic word, free. We'll do it for free. So an oath, that's the same way. God had this oath to show that the un un unchangeable nature of his purpose and, and he intervened and he guaranteed it with an 
oath. So we would have no doubt that what God said will come to pass. Verse 18, so that by two unchangeable things. Now, what does unchangeable mean? It means that the only way you're going to do something with that uh, is not. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's, it's beyond a boulder in the ground. It's something that can't be moved. He said, by these two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, in which it is impossible for God to lie. Impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to him for refuge would have strong encouragement and indwelling strength to hold tightly to the hope set before us. This is not a message about pie in the sky, some distant future. No, this message shows us the wonderful nature of God in that we have a current right now in the year 2020, in the year of the pandemic, confident expectation that God will do exactly what he said. Hebrews 13 and 5, the second part of that verse said, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Matthew 28 and 20 in the second part of that verse, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now verse 19, this hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul. Some of you right now have begun to slip. You've begun to question where you are. You've begun to question your relationship with God. Ah, oh, I don't do it, friend of mine. This hope is our, our anchor. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it. It grounds me. It roots me. It helps me stay with God. Ah, that's why the songwriter could write, as I said earlier, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. A safe and steadfast hope. A safe and steadfast hope. Safe means the pandemic can't touch it. Safe means that the election can't touch it. Safe means the hurricanes can't touch it. Safe means the fires can't touch it. That enters into the veil of the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells. This hope takes us to where God himself lives. You gotta grab this, friend of mine. You gotta grab this, you gotta grab this. Ah, uh, yes, trust him, believe him. You rest in him. Some people are giving up in the midst of what's going on. Some are so discouraged because of the events of this year. Don't be, we're being bombarded. Each day brings a new level of sorrow and fear and desperation. There's so much bad news. I, I don't want to watch the news anymore, but God is not discouraged. God's not holding his head in his hands. He knows what he will do and he knows when he will do it. When I look at our church, the our church organization, the Church of God in Christ, we have many meetings every year, worship services, business meetings, mostly worship services. These are times of great fellowship and good time to come together, see the people of God from all over the country. But 
since March of this year, not some of them, but all of them have been canceled. It had to happen, friend of mine, to keep us safe. It had to happen. But listen, over 40 years ago, the late great Danny Bell Hall sung a song and said, this is not the time for giving up, but it's time for holding on. Ha, this is not the time for looking weak, but let's be strong. Our hope will keep us. Look to the hills and stop looking to the news. Jesus is going to fix this. He'll make this all right, and when it's all over, we'll be better than we were before. I believe it. Trust him. Believe him. Rest in him. That last verse says, where Jesus has entered in advance as a forerunner for us, having become a priest, a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. The role of the high priest in the Old Testament was to go to where God was in the most holy place for the people. The high priest interceded for the people. Our high priest, which is Jesus, sits on the right hand of the Father. His relationship with God is like no other high priest. The Father knows him, he knows the Father, they are one together. And so when he goes to the very presence of God, he goes there for us. He goes there to intercede for us. He has heard your prayers. He has heard your cries. He has heard my cries. He has heard as we cried out for the people of God. And he has taken these prayers to God. Trust him. Believe him. Rest in him. I'm going to close with 1 John chapter 5. 14 and 15. And it says there powerfully out of the New International Version. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will. There's a big word in there before I go on. That word is anything according to his will. He hears us. If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. One more time, trust him, believe him, rest in him. Across the room, wherever you are right now, I want you to get your mind on what you want God to do for you. Now, maybe you're discouraged, maybe you're depressed, maybe you're struggling with financial issues. I'm going to pray. I believe God is going to move in your behalf and make a change if you'll trust him. Maybe you're sick in your body. Maybe there's crisis in your family. God can fix what seems unfixable. Right now, I want you to look to God in prayer with me, and we're going to believe God for the answer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to anoint this prayer as it goes out across the airways, byways, across America and wherever it would land, that you would touch the people of God, that you would touch those that don't necessarily know you, but you would show yourself strong in their behalf, that you would do the unimaginable and what seems to be impossible, for there's nothing too hard for you. 
I want you to, oh God, hallelujah, fix it for the people because we trust you, because we believe in you, because we rest in you. Now, Lord God, I thank you. Bless this day. Let this day and this week ahead be anointed and blessed for your people. And we ask it in the name that's above all names, the name of Jesus. And wherever you are, I want you to shout with me, Amen. The Lord bless you.